Hey there, listener. We did have a special guest this episode. Sadly, the audio capture was less than perfect. There will be a hum, kind of an echo throughout the whole episode. We've done everything we can to try to clean it up, make it as listenable as possible. We still stand by the content, so we wanted to make sure we put it out. Uh, before we jump into it, I want to let you know, you can always find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can follow us on Letterboxd. You can even send us an email at 5daymentalspodcast at gmail.com. Now, before we get into it, as always, we start in a video store. Um, is this, where, where do you live? Is this your, what's your address? There you, don't just say, where do you live? Ask, do you have an, sorry, sir, do you have like a driver's license or something that we could use? Like, yeah, I gave it to him. Where's his driver's? Tell me, I don't want to read it, sir. Just tell me. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, Campbell Road. We're there off of, uh, what the fuck, man? Just it's Campbell Road. Sir, you don't have to cuss at me, sir. Is Campbell Road where you live, or is it close to where you live? Campbell Road's close to Spur Road. Do you live on Spur Road? Why would he give you a a street close to where he lives? My dad's a cop. Come on. I got to know this information. I will will do this. All right? No, I've already started it. No, I, I will finish it, okay? Why don't you go... Why don't you go check and oh count God. how many Army of Thieves DVDs we still have? I still gotta put the posters up in the windows. And shit. Yeah, it's not helping either way. I know. All right, Campbell Road. All right. Yeah. No, no, he Campbell said he Road. doesn't live on Campbell Road. He said close to Campbell Road. Hey, did you guys hear that? Oh fucking hell! Hey, hey. I got these. Uh, these are hockey skates on. They're fucking up the linoleum floor in here pretty bad. Hey, can you put the Reese's down? Put no, the, you're dude. not. I was gonna go hanging the stuff, but I I gotta keep an eye on this kid. Better not yeah. lay a finger on my him Reese's cups. Yeah, that's that's the one. Did you see that on YouTube or something? Shut up. God, you're so All right. rude, Can you dude. bear with me just a second, sir? And I'll. I've never I seen you another really customer watch in here before. Yeah, yeah. And, and don't blow it for us. <laughs> All right, so sir, we'll 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 get you set up with this uh, 4K Army of the Thieves in just a moment, okay? I bet these yeah, you get that kid to shut up. I bet these Dillwads don't even know how to put your address in the computer. Well, actually, he's yeah, the kid's correct. Don't agree with this. All right, you guys cool. <laughs> Damn it! God, fuck, we fucked it up. How are you not arrested yet? Oh, dude, I got picked up. They took me. They took me down to the PRI Institute to clear out the old cobwebs. I guess. What the fuck is the PRI Institute? Yeah, I don't know, man. They made me watch a video. They, they hooked up some diddly dads onto my head. Sir, do you want our? Do you want to sign up for our rewards or anything like that? Uh, no, I. I don't even want the bundle anymore, dude. The oh. re- you get the free popcorn, dude. Yeah. The rewards at this store are actually negatives. See? You're come twelve. Dude, like you rent. Dan, you, just push. We just push him out of here. Like you get. I can't touch him. You get ten physically. punches on your card, and then your next movie costs an extra three dollars. Your mom should have had an abortion. It's, they're like union dues. Okay, maybe that's what we should call them. 
This door is all backwards. New okay. guy. How old are you? How old are you, you old shit? I'm trying to offer you a job. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go home now. He's not I'm, working. I'm never Sir, gonna please, work, dude. Please, please, please. What if I told you I'd give you two army of thieves for the price of one? But like, I have one TV. Look, and I'm you a single guy, dude. You sign he, the you sign the bundle. You get the red vines. I'll give you a fucking army of thieves poster, yeah, dude. You just you just switch the DVDs out so they never burn up. Well, this kid's get making kid a lot of. Here, by the this kid's making a lot of great points. Dude, hey guys, kid, go. Don't get listen to this kid. Here. Don't guys, listen. To, he had to go to the psych ward. Check this out. I got these skates on. I put one of these Reese's on the ground. Watch this slap shot. Fuck. You're going to pay for that, you son yeah. of a bitch. We, Jer- we have your information in the computer. I'm going to charge you. Jerry's on to you, dude. Yeah. And you don't want that. I know Did we ever Jerry. figure out if this Jerry. is Jerry's kid? By I know the way. Jerry. I think it is Jerry's kid. Yeah, me and Jerry are figure that out. Or we're like an army of thieves, dude. That's how tight we are. <laughs> ah, shit. No, Jerry fucked it's your take mom. Take us a year to get rid of that. Yeah, dude. Jerry totally fucked your mom. Mm-hmm. If we're taking Character. the power back here, dude. Get out of here, you little shit fuck. Are you gonna rent me a movie? No. We have no skeleton movies. Fine. We, we have nothing. no video games. Fine. Yeah, we Good got luck. nothing. Good luck, sir. guy. Your identity is going to get stolen. I'm leaving. No, it's not, <laughs> sir. He's us. Yeah, he's out. He's on a walkie-talkie. <laughs> do you have a walk- Kid, do you have a walkie-talkie in your pocket? I'm almost to the door, but these are my skates fucking up your linoleum. <sighs> no, I think you had a walkie-talkie. Who are you talking to? Who are you, t- who are you talking to, dude? Your mom? Your mom gives you a walkie-talkie. While he's shit-talking this kid, uh, can I convince you to, to to please stay as a, as a member? I'm outside the store. Stop talking to me, you dipshit. Just ignore them, sir. Um, like I said, we also have a new movie this week. Oh? Yeah. Dan, what's that new movie? Oh. I thought that kid would take it when we told him we didn't have any skeleton movies, but... You know, that's weird that he said PRI because, yeah, I watched that the other night and uh, it was brainwashed from 1988. This week on Five Day Rentals. You blew the title. Brainwashed? The brain! God damn it. (laughs) I got brainwashed by that kid. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Everybody, welcome back to Five Day Rentals. We are a video store podcast where each week we take turns picking a flick that we think meets a fun non-genre category. This round's category is... Nobody? Moose Knuckle? You're in charge. Brainwash. Brainwashed! Yeah, Bones. 
And this week picked is The Brain from 1988, directed by Ed Hunt. Mike. Uh, Mike Hunt. All right, we got that. We got that joke out of the way. All right. I wrote it down. <laughs> oh shit! Top uh, of the notes. What first, first one? Was that was that first note? Then you underlined yeah. it. Yeah, three I, times. I looked up the director, so I wrote it right next to his name. Then did you tap the eraser on your lip and look out the window? Mm-hmm. I said, "That's enough comedy for today." Mm-hmm. I think I nailed it. I'll do this tomorrow. Yeah. Went downstairs and took a nap. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. What was that, oh, Bones? No, go ahead. I was just going to say, welcome back to the show. Like I said, we are starting a new category tonight, Brainwashed. Um, tagline for this film is Mind Over Matter, uh, if that matters. Yeah. Uh, I'm Dan. Laundry Dan, I'm here with uh, my two guys as usual, Mr. Cron and Mr. Bones, and hey. we have a s- hey man, we got a special guest in the house tonight, guys. Hey, in your house, in my house, our, our the we used to be buds tour 2021 is kicking off this weekend, so Steve O's here. Um, Steve, uh, right. introduce yourself. Hi. Hi, I'm hey. Steve. I'm Steve O. You can, yep. Yeah, you can talk whenever you want now. <laughs> he is a very dominant. I feel abused, okay? Mm-hmm. Listen, <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, what you think of this movie? Um, now, don't give us too much, you know, just, just enough. So you guys were naming off people for, um, like, in the opening credits, <laughs> Mike, Mike Hunt. Um, there was also another guy with the last name of Zaza. <laughs> uh, I think he was the music guy or something. Yeah, that was I pretty think amazing. I do remember that, yeah. Oh, you mean the composer of the unsettling music? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the unfriendly music, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. That was, I'm glad I wasn't uh, the only one who caught that on the I want to interview closed that guy. caption. Yeah. Because he thought of every... He didn't want to leave anything out. You want, to talk, you want to talk to Maestro Zaza? Yeah. Is he here tonight? He's going to show up. Oh, oh. Only I, thought you, will tell. I thought you wanted to talk to the subtitle guy. That's who I wanted to talk to, yeah. Yeah. This must have been his first gig, and he was like sweating it and thought, I literally have to type everything I hear. I got to go over the top or they're not going to hire me back. Mm-hmm. I wonder what goes through your mind when you say, I got to create some music to a brain eating a blonde bimbo. Like, where does your mind go? I mean, I would think it would write itself, but. I think you pull up your. I didn't go to music school. You pull up your favorite preset on your Casio keyboard and let her rip, dude. (laughs) Let her rip, tater chip. All right. But yeah, but folks. Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't be surprised good. if every facet of this film was. I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> but they got it done. Like I, I don't know how they expect us to do this. <laughs> they wrecked that sweet Chevy or whatever it was. That red, old Oldsmobile or Chevy or whatever it was. That made me sad. 
I'm not surprised. We'll talk about it when the kid pulls into the parking lot, but there's definitely no power steering on that thing. <laughs> he 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 barely he barely hits his mark. Holy shit. I don't even think he throws it in park. <laughs> but yeah, we're going we're going All right. Oh, Kron, thoughts on the brain? Uh, yeah, obviously a, a movie funded by Big Sodium, Dan. <laughs> yes. Well, there's not enough of those these days. That's what, that's all I'm going to say. I think this was their one shot, and they fucked it up, dude. <laughs> there had to be a rush at the stores for pure sodium after after this appeared in Canada. I'm what sure warning... Was. What warning will we put at the end of this episode? <laughs> um, Deep thoughts by Bones. Just mm-hmm. our just our normal dick and fart joke uh, routine with uh, knowledge that sodium and water explodes. Mm-hmm. So now they're more dangerous, and they can tell you dick and fart jokes. Yeah, we take note of every bad thing we learn in these movies, so. We gotta call out the bad. That's true, guys. We're doing mm-hmm. our part. Hey, did you have your fight with Liam Neeson yet? No. I think you can take him. Holy shit. That's one guy. Don't, That's one guy. Don't encourage him, dude. <laughs> you bet the lowest amount of money you have, Steve. What? What? Why? Just... just just giving you a tip. There. Just giving you the Vegas, the Vegas tip. You, you know, Seagal's been training me, right? Yeah, that's why I think you can win. Okay. Oh, so not just on, just pure brawn. It's just well, that the technical know-how from my sensei. I don't understand no, I how think a it's bird a... can teach you karate, seagulls. What? <laughs> don't acknowledge. I think that it's one. a it's a combined it's a combined thing. It's the fusion yeah. of. Mm-hmm. Of bones with with seagull and just everything, man. Mm-hmm. It's a fusion. <laughs> and now, now the knowledge of sodium and water. He's, yeah, he's I could use this to my advantage. Yeah. Obviously, does, he's not going to. Does Lisa know what happened? He's not going to last very long, guys. Because if he's training with bones and seagull, he's going to try to get the bread from Kron that Kron's bringing and then Kron's just going to feed him an uh, aspirin and he'll just blow up in the sky that was off that was was a a pre-record before we recorded (laughs) (laughs) alright dudes we're covering uh, the brain from 1988 Uh, we're going to get right into this anything else up top gentlemen Uh, I was uh, the last thing uh is the it it looked really good so I, I remember renting these as a kid or hell even when we would do cinema jihad or whatever uh they look like absolute garbage <laughs> but like this actually looked legit like it looked really good yeah you're i was pretty blown away you're comparing a digital stream though to a vhs that sat in an unair conditioned laundromat for 15 years <laughs> I, I know 
<laughs> Comparing apples to oranges. But... Yeah, it's not really fair, dude. And it's interesting that you say that because the whole time I watched this, I thought, this looks like an episode of Matlock. <laughs> this this looked like an episode of late 80s, early 90s TV. I was oh. like, it was crisp. Like, the HD transfer is crisp, but cinematography and everything look like TV. Okay. Especially the, the car chases. Yeah, those were those were shit. <laughs> we start off <clears throat> with classic cheap ass black and red lettering with some suspenseful music. I think that's the first time. That's the first and only time that your subtitles guy will use suspenseful music because he will think of a word for every other music when it comes up. Uh, we open up to a psychological research institute, which is called PRI, gentlemen. This is a very futuristic building. I, uh, it might exist. I don't know. It might not. Uh, we do a fade in. That's for Kron. I think uh, it exists. They they didn't build that for this movie. <laughs> it looked like just a, uh, what do they call that? Like on the news? Just your like... Uh, uh, like stock footage? Yeah, it looked like a stock. Like, Some B-roll? Yeah. yeah. That's what it kind of looked like to me. I'm pretty sure that's a like a real pharmaceutical company or like a shitty tech, you know, like Teletron. It's probably or a, something, you know, like if they moved PRI, it would be the, the Saberdyne. The Institute of Sodium? Mm-hmm, that's true. <sighs> Um, we fade in, uh, into PRI there and, uh, we kind of pan across what appears to be what, who is going to be, or what is going to be the brain in a large tub with some green water. Uh, he's hooked up to some wires there, monitoring his way brain waves. And we fade back into a WKSC news van. We go into the studio, uh, TV studio. We got a we got a host of independent thinking uh, coming out and thanking the audience. Uh, we cut out. To, Where does he come out of? He doesn't have a door. I think it's just from he behind. He like awkwardly thing. walks behind the set. It's real weird. I think this he just is, comes don't out. Don't they do that? Don't they do that same thing on Prices Right? Like they step behind the uh, the thing. Maybe oh. I, it was just it's it That's was just really awkward. Him. He just it's like they push him back there before they start rolling, you know, and then he is able to come out. He just crouches behind a little bookshelf on the set and <laughs> pops up when he needs to. Doctor Blake is a fake. Oh, hashtag that. All right, he uh, we fade out of that and we go into a uh, a living room where there's a older lady sitting in a chair watching the show. Doctor Blake is our guy here from the show Independent Thinking. Um, Doctor Blake starts explaining that he is from the research institution. Um, guys, this is a Christmas film. If anybody didn't notice, right? That's just hard, hard not to. That is our second Christmas film in five day rentals history. Add that to the shelf with uh, 
Maniac Cop 2. Mm-hmm. Wait, did I miss? I think I missed it. Was it a Christmas film? <clears throat> there's some like oh, yeah, decorations there's, here. At there's the decorations. Yeah. Throughout the beginning of the movie. Okay. It's the most yeah. th- thinly <laughs> qualifying as a Christmas movie. Now you're going to make me defend Christmas this whole episode. I don't know. That that diner is is pretty chock full of Did nobody decorations s- that he busts through. When we get to the white line, nobody realized that the Christmas tree was lined out. <laughs> yeah, with all the fake presents and shit around it. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I just spaced it. Well, you only watched the movie once. Mm-hmm. Oh, how many how many times were we supposed to watch it? Four. Uh, you can just do one where you don't even really pay attention. We know what Kron <laughs> so does. You do, Kyle. <laughs> the truth comes out. It's hard to stay engaged for an hour and a half with a movie like this. <laughs> All right, guys. Dr. Blake explains that they are the number one show on uh, local television right now. Uh, we cut back to this lady. She's yelling upstairs to Becky, who comes out of her room upstairs, which I think the stairs just lead to a room. Did anybody else see that? There was no hallway. It was just a room. It's a super thin house, dude. Yeah, man. <laughs> the walls are closing in. Um, it's, it's real long, but not... <laughs> so she tells Becky that Dr. Blake's on TV and... She asks if she's if Becky's gonna watch. She says no. I see Doctor Blake enough. Uh, we cut to Becky in her. Or she goes back into her room. We cut back to Doctor Blake. Uh, he's addressing teenage alienation in this episode of uh, Independent Thinking. Uh, pretty much goes through that teenagers lack confidence. Uh, He lists a whole bunch of shit that goes on, like suicide and murder and all this shit. And he says that modern science can uh, put a stop to this epidemic. Uh, Independent thinking is the answer. We cut back to Becky. We need this guy on TV right now. Well, you know, I don't. He seems like an anti-vaxxer. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, I'm just putting that out there. Dr. Why? Blake is an anti-vaxxer. Why do you think that? I just got that he just I just got that vibe from him, guys. You can't just cast stones without backing your shit up, dude. Mm-hmm. Now his assistant absolutely is an anti-vaxxer, but <laughs> No he's Well, no, I take I take that back cuz that guy has no problem fucking jabbing needles in people. I was going to so. say that, that dude's carrying them on him. He's loaded, bro. I think Blake is anti-vax just in that he only has one goal, which is to get you to listen to the brain. Like, nothing else matters. So he's kind of kind of like us. But, the, but if you're on a ventilator, you're you no know, use to the brain. Right? That's true. Yeah. I think those people will be killed in the new future. Oh. <laughs> the new future. That you design? No, that, that the, the brain design? designs. Yeah. Steve, right. we usually wait for the last hour to talk about our, our fascist future. <laughs> All right. 
of Kron's <laughs> design. So we try to ease people into that. It's not true. Kron is just going to shoot us all in the woods. That's his plan for everything. And then let the rats. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. All right, guys, we cut back to Becky. She's in her room. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing to her eyes here. Um, she just likes the feeling of a Q-tip on her eyelid, maybe. Uh, her cocaine starts smoking. Uh, and then her bear starts to bleed from the fucking eyes. It was just fucking metal as shit. Was right? it meant to be the eyes? Because it's a little low. Yeah, I yeah. know. Technically. It's like, it's like the cheekbones. It probably didn't. It probably squirted when it came out of the actual eye. But insert a sexual joke. Anybody? No. Yeah. We're not doing squirt jokes. We we'll do semen no. jokes, but we won't do squirt jokes. Okay. It's the it's it's Crown's new feature, dude. I Younger. Only, I only write highbrow material like Mike Hunt. <laughs> there you go. We made a Mike Hunt joke. We can't Mike do a Hunt squirt. Mike Hunt don't squirt. <laughs> My con don't squirt. <laughs> all right, wait. All right, three sixty. All right, good job, guys. Um, so it starts bleeding. Uh, Becky starts freaking out. She tries to run to the door. It's locked. This seems to be a theme of uh, the brain. There, he likes to lock doors. Uh, we got a monster hand that comes through her TV. Uh, it also comes through the door, the wall. Uh, it's a tentacle. Grabs onto Becky. Do you see her furniture? Like Ter- her terrible. I took a picture of it. Uh, <laughs> her, uh, the, like where the it was so bad. I took a picture um, where her TV, the, ten- the the hentai porn tentacle came out of the TV. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I was gonna say this is some Japanese kid's favorite movie. Exactly. It's like yeah. Do it before um, it's time. Well, the TV, yeah, the TV is on like a little simple wood. It was shelf. made out of like one by fours or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, <laughs> it was really ranky, James. I just kept thinking, like, that's just a terrible place to put the TV. In eighties and nineties, like the kid who had a TV in his room, the TV's never in a spot you'd want it to be in. That's that's probably why Johnny Depp had it on his on his stomach. In that's true. Before it opened I, I was I was going to bring up or that the, yeah they just the toss street. it around everywhere in that film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So this tentacle wraps around her. She calls for help. Um, where am I at? Okay, she grabs some scissors. So she's she's kind of smart here. She starts uh, stabbing this thing. Right, so the yep, yep. That's what happened. Sorry, I lost my fucking place. Yeah, she grabs some scissors and starts giving a courtesy tap. Giving some courtesy taps. All right, so then the walls start closing in on her, and we've already established they don't have far to go. So it's got to be terrifying. (laughs) This poor girl. Are you guys picking up the dog dreaming in the background? Yeah, I can hear him. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cute. Where are you at, buddy? Come back to us. Okay. All right. Um, 
So the walls start fucking closing in on her. They get pretty pretty close to smashing her, but then they suddenly stop. Everything kind of goes back to normal. Her mom comes in, asks what's going on. Boom. Tentacle through teddy bear fucking head. Wraps right around her. Right around her neck. Uh, Becky starts stabbing the shit out of this tentacle. Some yellow paint comes out for some reason. Really traumatic stuff. Yeah. Um... Then we cut to the mom. She's got scissors in her chest. Becky's been stabbing her fucking mom the whole time, guys. It was just a fucking hallucination. Fucked up. Mm -hmm. So she's laying on the floor. Uh, We get a cut of the brain smashing through Becky's mirror here. Uh, Comes inside, just fucking straight up attacks Becky and throws her through the goddamn window, which is one of the best scenes in this movie where she just falls right out. Christmas lights and a giant Santa. Don't know how Steve missed that. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Well, there maybe he man. thought they were poor and that they just left their shit out all year. Yeah, I still have my Halloween stuff up. It's, well, it's the t- uh, 11th of November. Just go put a pilgrim hat on all those mm-hmm. ghouls and goblins and... That's a great idea. You're ready to go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Turkey day. Uh, We got two shots. We got some shots here of Becky dead and her mother dead. Uh, We cut back to Dr. Blake. He's announcing that the show is going nationwide. Because I'm bad. I'm nationwide. That's his easy top for all you young, young, young bucks out there. Check them out. All right, so then we uh, we meet the hero of our story. Does anybody recognize this guy? Because you should. Same year. Same year. Busy year. Twice dead. Twice dead. Uh, Five Day Rentals. Super popular episode. You should go back and listen to, guys. Um, one, of, one of five episodes that that guy downloaded. <laughs> Twice dead is, is a more popular episode than some of the others we've done so this is guy that you, is that why you pick this movie and do you think it's this guy that's making twice dead the popular download mm-hmm. are you trying to figure out the pattern <laughs> i will say that yes this is twice dead it's the reason i had note of this film um i think he's acted better in twice dead than this movie yeah. oh yeah what were you doing? How did you come across this? Were you looking through my cunt? <laughs> no, man. Too Is hairy. Is that big? Like, can you just crawl on it? It's so warm and moist. You're turning everybody on. Stop it. I'm just going to have boners. Is there room for all of us there? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This guy doesn't know how to drive, guys. <laughs> He backs out. We got a POV shot of him driving through a fucking neighborhood. Did anybody see that he passed an ambulance loading up a body? Was that? Yeah. I think that's the people from the beginning of the movie, right? It looks looks like a totally different house. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just coincidental. Or coincidental. Coincidental. Uh, in all cheap ass movies, we have the uh, the radio explaining a lot of the story to us. Uh, murders and suicides in the last past two weeks. Uh, we got 
what the subtitles back to that hard hard rock you depraved <laughs> teeny boppers love <laughs> so I was gonna say we got uh, subtitles also describes it as hard rock uh he gets to the school <laughs> like he said I don't even think this guy throws his fucking car in park gets out no I I don't think the oncoming traffic knew he was making the turn <laughs> <laughs> And then when he pulls into the end of the parking lot, he is just fucking. And I was, I thought, I was like, man, I haven't had to do that in twenty years. The way he was just grinding on that wheel, it's like, yep, you miss that no power steering, don't you? But <laughs> uh, guys, this is our main character. His name is Jim. James. Jim for short. All right, we cut to the high school hallways here. Jim talks with Willie. Worst actor, worst hair in this movie. Oh, did you guys notice when it cuts to the interior shot of the high school? There's literally like five groups of teens standing around talking, but there's only one voice being like, yeah, I don't know about chemistry class. (laughs) But there's like whole five groups of people all talking to each other. That whole audio scene, the, the... That whole scene's audio was just completely borked for me. I didn't understand anything because they were just like whispering. It, it was like, give my assignment. Give my assignment. You're going to copy. I thought you loved me. I thought you, you loved, loved me. me. Oh, get out here, Jimmy. Do you got cigarettes? Does anybody have any cigarettes? Um, He talks to Willie. Uh, they... Say something back and forth. It doesn't fucking matter. He asks about Janet. Uh, they said she's running late. She shows up right there. They kiss. Uh, he automatically wants to copy Janet's Janet's girlfriend, uh, her homework, which I, this, something comes up later that will contradict this, I think, but we'll get there. Um, he says, well, I won't get caught. I'll just copy it whenever I get into the, to the class i gotta go do something first uh she says stay out of trouble jim uh we cut to jim he goes into the bathroom and guys he's gonna put pure sodium tablets and flush them down the nastiest fucking toilet i've seen in a long time the janitor's not doing his goddamn job in that school wouldn't it have been easier to find like a cherry bomb than pure sodium this is just a more smarter way to do well, it, Kron. I mean, not in this town. If this town is producing sodium, apparently. <laughs> I this town is where it's... big sodium started, Kron. Mm-hmm. You, you don't know. Do you even fact check your stuff? Do you even know anything about Canada, bro? It just... What's this called? Meadow? Meadowville? Meadowvale? Meadowvale. Meadowvale. There's a V. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give a shit about these toilets if these fuckers were blowing them up every I, other week i think sodium is the best option here there's no evidence like I said, with the cherry bomb you're gonna get the shit that comes back up and they're gonna know that it's a fucking cherry yeah. bomb there's no evidence as long as you don't throw it away throw the case away yeah right in the trash can that's what i was about to say this kid gets busted in the next scene because yeah, he's a genius right he's a, a troubled genius so, Mr. Sweeney is in the bathroom at the time that he does this, which I thought was a camera mistake at first. 
But uh, it is Mr. Sweeney. He throws it down. He uh, flushes it. He leaves. It explodes. Classic fucking prankster fucking high school film bullshit. Shit water everywhere. Fine, uh, Sweeney finds the evidence, of course. The, the water going everywhere does not bother Mr. Sweeney at all. He's like, this is fucking another Tuesday for me. Seems like it happens quite often at this high school. I think you could still smoke in the teacher's lounge and drink. At this point, yeah. At this point in history. So I don't think teachers had it that rough. He's like, I've got another suit I'll change into in my office. Mm-hmm. Mr. S- Mr. Sweeney here. I got pissing shit water all over me again, Debbie. Anyway, we're talking about um <laughs> India today. Well, I don't care what you're going to make for... Let's just have cereal for dinner if it's easier for you. I don't care. Did you buy more canned green beans? Is, is, is Sweeney talking to his daughter that takes his class? Did you ever have a teacher that like had their kid in class? It was always the most awkward shit. Well, I don't know. You didn't get up this morning whenever we left the house? Did your mom not... She left a note on the refrigerator, Amber. You didn't do your homework? You do realize I'm I'm your teacher, right? All right, so Sweeney finds the evidence. Uh, we got the principal, Mr. Woods, out there. He's just fucking laying in the to gym. Uh, he knows he fucking did it. Not hard uh, enough, as far as I'm concerned. He could take a lesson from, uh, what's his name, from Savage Streets. Mm-hmm. Like a fucking iceberg guy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he should be swearing at these kids a lot more. That man demanded respect. <laughs> Mr. Woods can't even get respect at home. So, uh, Jim's like, dude, you can't prove that I that I did this. It says something about a class that they're taking and they're teaching him about this. He, Mr. He Woods, says in civics class, we're learning that you're innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> there you go. He says, so you think you're an American, do you? <laughs> this is uh, what gives away that this is a Canadian film, guys. Uh, he said, you're not. You're in high school, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, of course, Q Sweeney, he comes out of the bathroom with the fucking evidence in his hand that says pure sodium that he threw away in the trash because not that smart. So, of course, the principal Woods, he takes Jim away to have a to have a meeting with him. We cut to the principal's office. He's meeting with Jim's parents who got there pretty damn quick. Um, he explains to us that Jim has one of the highest IQs in the school, guys. So why the fuck did he get caught? Uh, everyone else could be really stupid there. And why the fuck is he wanting to copy homework? Yeah. Cause These are all great questions. Cause he's, I mean, Ted, he, Ted Kaczynski was smart as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does a Unabomber have to do with this? I'm just you're you're saying how can he? I don't. This is the second be so time. Smart if he got caught, and I, I'm telling you that smart guys still get caught. I think this is the second time that you've brought up the Unabomber. You plotting? You well, why are you keeping track of how many times I'm bringing up the Unabomber? Because I'm supposed to. If you see something, say something. <laughs> He's just got to roll a deck of like keywords, key phrases. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bones have, or me? I have a 
I only have a dice with. I have six funny things. I I, I roll. Statistically saying. speaking, Ted Kaczynski's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he explains that Jim has a super high IQ. Uh, Jim's coming back with some smart ass shit of uh, it's not affecting my grades. All these fucking pranks that I'm doing. So what does it matter? You can't do anything to me. Uh, principal's pretty much like it's affecting everybody else and I'm pretty much at the end of this uh, I'm going to have to probably suspend you and if if I, if I do that you won't graduate uh, Jim calls this blackmail the principal's like nah not really the, gu- the guidance counselor uh, plays a helpful video for Jim's parents which is just a video of of course Dr. Blake Saying, uh, if you have problems with drugs, alcohol, or sex, call them. That's all that really was. Jim comes back with, uh, I don't have any problems with any of those, so I'm fine. Uh, principal says that, uh, he's not going to save Jim this time. Guidance counselor says that Dr. Blake has had some really good results. Uh, mom says... (laughs) Dr. Blake wouldn't be on TV if he wasn't good. So I guess, you know, if you're on TV, people have to take you seriously, right? Mm-hmm. It's 1987. Used to be, yeah. That's how I knew I could believe in Ted Kaczynski when he appeared on TV. Mm-hmm. Well, Kaczynski was that peak, right? Mm-hmm. At that point, I, I stopped believing the mainstream media. Oh, I threw my... Just- I threw my TV out and started living in a cabin in the woods, dude. That's, yeah. We are attracting the wrong audience right now, okay? Yeah. Why people... are you tormenting this beautiful man? Yeah, I'm sure the audience of people who live without power in the woods is going <laughs> to latch onto our podcast. They still have cell phones. Yeah. How else are they going to read memes that, you know, QAnon put out another post? I guarantee you if Ted was still around, he wouldn't have a cell phone, dude. <laughs> kind of what he was against, right? Just kind of right. send smoke signals. <laughs> or packages. Some of us know how to read them. All right. Principal says he's at the end of his rope. His bitch-ass dad says, yeah, he has no real choice here. <laughs> but yeah, okay, whatever he says. Uh, Jim's like, you're going to sell me out? Uh, they're like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll go meet with this fucking Blake guy. Um, Jim gets up from the meeting at this point. Um, he pulls out some super glue from his pocket, squeezes it in his, into uh, Principal Wood's chair there, and uh, we see Mr. Wood set down in it. We don't get really a... Uh, no. I was waiting for it. Yeah. I was waiting for that awkward principal walk, the old man walk with the chair stuck to his ass or something. Like, got me again. He probably died in that chair. Yeah. I worry what big sodium did to him. Karan, did did you not watch this movie? I watched it. I bet Sweeney was like, that's all right. That happens to me all the time. I got another pair of pants for you. So we know how Mr. Principal Wood dies. All right, dude. <laughs> gotcha. One to nothing, bro. 
Uh, we cut to Jim. He's making out with Janet in his car that night. Don't understand why his parents didn't ground his ass. But, uh, you know, he's one of the smartest kids in the school. Janet, uh, prude, denies Jen. Says she wants to wait till college uh, to do it. So, she says know, she says true. we decided I'm going to wait until I go to college. Mm-hmm. Sounds like Jim is not in that equation to me. Mm-hmm. Who is we? Like your parents? I I think her and Jim decided. Yeah. Uh, Jim. Well, she's gonna wait. He could do whatever he wants. That's how I take that logic. He says, what if I go to a different college? So he's already like, he's got his plan. Mm-hmm. Um, Janet says she's worried about Jim. I know he's- this guy who's got a shack and he's going to show me a few things. <laughs> uh, Jim says that he's going to go see the guy that's on TV, Dr. Blake. Janet says she doesn't like that. She says that Becky, our uh, our character there from the beginning of the story, it was under Dr. Blake's treatment, and some weird stuff goes on up there. Uh, we cut to a POV shot of something coming towards the car. Here's some suspenseful music here. Uh, it's just Debbie and Willie. They're scaring the two. So uh, we got a little jump scare there. They say, is that all you do is just make jokes or whatever? So we cut to a flashlight that's approaching a car. This turns out to be a police officer. Uh, she tells them, or he tells them that it's past curfew and they need to get the fuck out of there. Wasn't that like the most awkward, like, when they, exchange? When they drive off, they all just like stand there with each other. Yeah. Like, scene's uh, done. I was talking about like the exchange between the police officer and the the two kids. Yeah, I would even go back. Where did the cop come from? Did yeah. he come up from the water? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's... and then, yeah, the way that he's like, yeah, we're going. <laughs> yeah. like, it's like, uh... I mean, officer... trying to get busted, dude? He probably had, like, a trout line or something across the river. Yeah. He was just checking it out, you know? Yeah, so did, you guys was... ever, did you ever get busted making out with a chick? Mm, there was a girl that wanted to park over by the softball thing and she's like we should just go there and I'm like no like people drive by there all the time like but no I never got busted did you? yeah cause we thought we knew a spot and I even told the cop like he pulled up and I was like shit so I got myself all ready or whatever and hopped out and was like waving at him like yeah I acknowledge you and he came up and uh, he's like, you guys can't come down here anymore. Like, they're tired of you driving by here. And I was like, I thought this was, and they're like, no, nah, this is all private. So he was actually kind of cool about it, but it was like he knew, yeah, this is this is where you guys come. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've seen this before. Yep. But yeah, he was cool. It, it was like, we were obviously weren't drinking or smoking anything. So it was like. Just don't come down here anymore. All right. Huh. Steve, you never got... No? No. 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 All right. 
All right, so we're going to cut back to, to Jim here. He's on his way to PRI for his little appointment. He um, he walks into the lobby. We see a lot of a line of people that are just kind of waiting to get in. The only thing I could think of is maybe they're waiting to go to the TV show, I guess. Um, yeah, they don't really do enough, I don't think, with like that sort of the processing of the other people. Yeah, the security really... guard was a dick, too. Yeah, he walks up to him and he hands him his paper and he's kind of like, oh, I didn't know there was this many crazy people in town. <laughs> and just, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. He like, yeah. snatches the paper out of his hand. He's like, what are you doing here, you little shit? Why don't you just give us money? Like, We don't have to tell you what's wrong. Yeah. I'd rather him just looking at a fucking porno like the dead heat security guard. The Hollow Man yeah. scientist. So they probably cut that scene. I'm sure. Yeah, he gives uh, Jim gives him his paperwork, and he's pretty much just like, "Hey, there's a white line over there. <laughs> Follow it." Uh, of course, Jim follows his white line. He runs into a strange guy that tells him that the aliens are taking over, and that Doctor Blake is also an alien. Uh, Best actor in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he carries a knife. Um, We got an... He looks like... uh, Do you guys remember Step by Step? Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. He reminded me of Cousin Cody. The guy who lived out in the van outside the house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So there's an intense-looking aide. He comes up and... uh, pretty much takes the crazy dude away. Jim's like, hey, man, like, mind your own business. And he's like, it's none of your business, and, and takes him off. Uh, we cut to Jim. He's just in some random fucking room there. He walks in, uh, and in and walks a, a very attractive lady from 1988 uh, and asks Jim for his paperwork. Uh, she tells Jim that they're going to have to do a checkup on him. Uh, we kind of do a, a back out and we see that Dr. Blake is looking at Jim through a see-through window there. Uh, we got some quick cuts here. They You they, mean a two-way mirror? Two-way mirror, whatever. Because <laughs> most windows are see-through. I just want to make sure. Yeah. This is Five Day Reynolds Podcast. Well, most... Most mirrors aren't see-through. That'd be a window. Right. But he said a see-through window. Oh, okay. So I was... Yeah. I was making sure that I wasn't wrong, because I thought it was a two-way mirror. And then it came off like, oh, shitty. I'm an idiot, guys. Um, So Blake... You'll never get caught. (laughs) You know a lot about Michael Douglas, though. That wasn't him. Never heard. Of it. This is Michael that was Douglas. For real, that's for real, Michael. We have like legit guests here, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, they pop in. Wow. You never know, man. You never know. I t- yeah, happen. I tweet out this Zoom code, and people they're real adamant. You start talking about throat cancer, <laughs> Mike D will show up. Maybe Ted. Maybe Ted will show up tonight. <laughs> From the dead. He's still alive, I thought. He's still alive. 
Is yeah, he's in, yeah, I thought he was just in lockup. Yeah, he's in maximum lockdown or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he might be able to get through. If he if he's <laughs> not used his one phone call yet this week. Yep. Hopefully we'll he's we'll hopefully he's we'll saving see it for somebody, us. <laughs> see if somebody takes that dive. All right, so uh, Blake is is pretty much watching Jim as a, as his nurse is talking to him. We also got that intense looking aide in there with him and the brain as well. So we cut we got some cutback shots of them all just kind of going back and forth. Um, Jim tells his checkup nurse, or well, she puts some uh, some of the fucking brainwave fucking dually dads on his fucking head. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> Zepticals. Like some electrodes. Electrodes, I guess. Is that what you call yeah. them? Yeah. And I guess this was like take 10 because those things are not sticking. Like they've got the actor holding them up at was, one point. It was very hot on set that day. Uh, you're uh, saying me those dually dads. <laughs> It's probably the creepiest looking exam room also. It looked like a random master room. Yeah, some warehouse fucking storage mm-hmm. unit thing. So she connects these. It cuts to some uh, 1988 computer graphics. I'm sure you can imagine how those look. Uh, it cuts to a computer, sh- uh, computer screen. Jim's name pops up, uh, ready to receive brainwave transmission. The nurse tells Jim... Uh, Dr. Blake will explain everything to him when he comes in. Uh, we cut to Blake telling uh, our intense-looking aide there we're ready to go. The brain also is hooked up uh, to the computer as well. Uh, we cut to Dr. Blake. He comes in and meets Jim. Uh, he pretty much just tells Jim to answer some questions. Uh, we're going back and forth here with the computer, between the computer screens, the brain, and Jim. Uh, transmission has started. Uh, he he asked Jim to say to see what the nurse is holding up. So it has a picture of the nurse. She has a she has an apple in her hand. Jim answers correctly, but the computer says it's rejected. Doctor Blake tells him to take a look again. Uh, the apple changes to a baseball, but it quickly changes back to an apple, and Jim says that's an apple. Uh, rejected again. Blake tells him to look again. The nurse is. Then it cuts to the nurse. She's holding an apple, but she's also topless now. Yeah, some fucking brain this is can't even swap an apple and a baseball. I don't know if this is the horse you should be putting all your money on. I mean, yeah. Well, PRI, they're doing it. Jim or the brain? The brain. The brain sucks. It can't even make one kid think an apple is a baseball. Yeah, and what is his obsession with the kid in particular? I don't understand. Like, I get that, like, ah, he's rejected. Ah, fuck it. Why wouldn't you just have them kill him? I Why think he's then testing the kids, right? Because Becky was the same, maybe? But he well, rejects... Actually, yeah, what What the fuck is the plot of this movie? <laughs> he rejects... That's what, what we're here to figure out. So... <laughs> He rejects Jim, so why the fuck would Jim even matter after this point? 
No, I right. I think the reject is that Jim is rejecting the hypnosis that they're sending him. Yes. That he hypnotized them because she's topless. Well, that's a whole what, different no, thing. No, that's that's the hallucination. Yeah. So oh, if you re- okay. if you reject if you're able to reject the, the brainwashing, the hypnotism, they, it results in the hallucination. That's what the topless doc or nurse says later. But you hit on something with the Becky in the beginning. Was Becky a patient of Doctor Blake's? You know, and this was the brain's way of trying to kill her because she was able to reject it. She knew that it was bullshit. Yeah. Which is, I feel like any other movie would have had Becky's friend around, you know, like Becky wouldn't have done this. It has something to do with blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. I'm hating this movie more and more. More What? Peel back this onion. I hate this movie more and more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even think uh, Mike Cunt had this uh, in-depth conversation about it. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure this movie started with like, dude, what if there was like a big ass brain with teeth and shit? And then they were, they were from there. And then it falls into the Jaws character, our territory of we can't move it, so... This movie started because Big Sodium had 1.5 mil that they had to lose somewhere. <laughs> so it's you think it you think it's you think it started with Big Sodium. Oh, for sure, dude. You don't think that these guys got two, like two thirds into like into this movie and were like, ah, fuck, dude, how do we save this shit? Like, we need financing. Mm-hmm. And then they went to Big Sodium, and Big Sodium was like. Yeah, but your third act basically has got to rely on sodium. So they went back and pigeonholed the like the prank opening. No, I think big no? big sodium was like, listen, we're we're into some stuff. We we got to hide it from the board. So I want you to go sink <laughs> one point five mil into. They got a surplus at the end of the year. Well, they had a surplus, but they were also definitely trying to cover something up. So. Did you do any research and try to figure out what they were trying to cover up? Dude, you don't want to start digging into big sodium. <laughs> Is it pretty grisly? That's how you end up out in a cabin in the woods writing a manifesto, dude. There's, dude. there's very few elements higher. That's Kron's mm-hmm. other powerful, podcast. More powerful than sodium. <laughs> All right, so Blake asks what Jim sees. <laughs> He pretty much just describes that he likes what he's seeing because this lady is topless. Um, It's also round. (laughs) Jim starts starts hallucinating, I guess, because that's what it says on the computer. Uh, The nurse starts getting closer. She's standing in the room with him. We get some quick flashes of uh, the brain here just making some noises, and the topless nurse goes back and forth. Uh, Blake interrupts and he says, hey, uh, you can leave now. Jim gets pissed off at him and is like, you're supposed to be helping me. I'm not your guinea pig. Uh, He gets angry and then tells Blake that he's crazy. Uh, Cut back to uh, he leaves. Cut back to Blake. He goes into the lab with the nurse and the intense looking aide there. The aide says, hey, look, the brain's tail is growing. Uh, (laughs) Dr. Blake says it's a brain, not an animal. 
and Blake uh, says, forget about Jim. Uh, the aide f- tries to feed the brain a mouse here. And the or, nurse... I, I don't know what you're supposed to feed a brain. Thoughts, maybe? I'm not really sure, but I, I, I feel like it's not mice, right? <laughs> he didn't take. <laughs> it's so not the- what I'd start with. I think I'd come back with a with a jar of Jif. I'd go like, "This is a good baseline. Let's start from here, right?" A lot of glucose in there. Maybe some mushrooms. Like, let's try these. Yeah, but I mean, a lot of yeah, but it's a, still a decent like fat to protein ratio. You know, like what what do you need? Okay, or maybe baby food. Maybe go the RoboCop route. Anything but a mouse would have been a better choice. (laughs) So our nurse here, she starts saying that uh, the brain is trying to control us. Her name's Vivian, if anybody cares. Um, There's eight. She says there's been eight deaths since the TV transmission. Uh, Blake starts yelling back at her, talking about the fucking importance of his work and how she has a small brain. Blah, blah, blah. Scientists, I'm smarter than you. Bullshit. Well, uh, up until the 90s, we still thought women had smaller brains. Yeah, that's 98, actually. Um, so the nurse, she goes in to admit, she admits that uh, he's controlling people with the TV. Uh, Blake pretty much says, you're fired. Uh, the nurse says she's going to tell everybody what's going on up here. Uh, the brain does not like this. He gets pissed off and he just lunges at Vivian here and just fucking wraps around her neck and he eats this chick, yo. Straight up. But I guess I guess he liked Vivian because uh, it looks like he gets a little bigger here and then he explode, or explodes, exposes his face. So the brain has a face, guys. Now, that's interesting, Dan. I wish the brain had just exploded right here and that had been the end of the movie. <laughs> Kron, you're really giving me a good idea of what I should put you at for Rate My Letterboxd. Just a quick 30 minutes. <laughs> I did forget that Blake said um, after the brain eats Vivian, he said, well, that's some food for thought. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, so he exposes his face. Blake is very happy about this. We get a close-up shot. Some good close-up shots of faces on this film, I thought, for some of the golden moments. Yeah, dude, I felt like I was yeah, walking through a photography gallery. Uh, it was it's definitely that Jonathan Demi Silence of the Lambs like close-up feel. You know, <laughs> that's where he right got down the barrel. Idea. You know, real intimate. Yeah. Well, I think. At 30 different times during this movie, we cut to the same shot of the brain where it kind of looks like the front of a locomotive or something. I'm telling you, Jaws, Jaws theory there for me. They couldn't Josh? move it. Josh? 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 Jim. Josh? Jim. Jim. His name's Jim. James. Jim. Yeah, there you go. Put that on the shirt, too. All right, Shit. we cut to Jim driving. He's rocking to some fucking Jingle Bells. That's your other fucking clue, Steve-O, that this was a Christmas movie. Uh, hey, fuck you, man. The radio starts to fuck up. 
uh, truck just starts to take over and do its own goddamn thing, starts locking its doors, starts speeding up. The brakes aren't working. Uh, this motherfucker must be a strong-ass dude because he just breaks the steering wheel right off this bitch. I, I would be inclined to agree with you, but on second viewing, it's pretty obvious that the steering wheel is already disconnected. And, and he's off. having to pre- he's already have he's having to pretend that it's not <laughs> disconnected. It it looks pretty bad. So the steering wheel does fall off. And I can bra- rip the steering wheel off. Is that going to be the VHS part two video? How to destroy a car and get out of it? Yeah, because right. there's a maybe there's a scenario where you're underwater and you get out of your car, or maybe a mobster threw you and your car in a. Uh, car crusher and you gotta get out guys i'm like can you I, walk us through it i got like sneak peek well we're still working we're still we're still working on the marketing for the first vhs set why under Steve, I'm not sure if you're familiar <laughs> with my uh vhs series on uh how to escape uh structures yeah yeah so season can two you- might be or series two rather we're going the british route um, it's, it will probably be on how to escape from moving vehicles, fucking class submarines. Yeah. Why under any car escape scenario would you need to break the steering wheel off? So it's uh, not in your way, dude. You could push your fucking legs down. Yeah. Maybe it's been crushed and it's like jabbing oh. you. Maybe you need to throw it like a, a boomerang, <laughs> Captain <laughs> America style. You you break it off underwater. To, you break it off to throw it like a frisbee when you get up to land. Yeah, maybe you got somebody coming after you. Cron, you um, didn't know that steering wheels float. That's a flotation device. Maybe I want to get at the airbag, so I can deploy the airbag and then use that to um, pull myself up. Or I, I want to. That's what I'm saying. Shit writes it fucking self, dude. You're giving away I'm way just, too much from your tape here. You want people to buy I just this. need big sodium to back me. Give me a, a cool <laughs> 1.5 mil and a production team to shoot this. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. So the steering wheel did fall off or ripped off or whatever. Uh, well, the brain's you, tentacle comes right through the steering wheel. If you had enough like sodium tongue. in the car when it went underwater, it would just explode itself to the surface anyway. But it'd kill, <laughs> kill you in the car. All right, so this wraps around Jim. Just enough to blow your car back up, not mm-hmm. enough to explode. We get. I thought sodium caught on fire. Sodium does everything, dude. Yeah, dude, it's amazing. It's the perfect substance. It's like it's. I don't understand how I don't blow up when I drink water because I have sodium in my body. All right, we're smarter than this movie already. God damn it. We get some quick flashes of the brain's face here going back and forth. Uh, uh, Jim's car spins out, flips, crashes on the side of the road. Uh, it starts on fire, blows up. Jim crawls out. Well, it, he crawls out before it blows up, I should say that. Um, he just starts walking. He gets to a burger joint. Uh, this is apparently where Janet and Willie work. Uh, he walks in. He's kind of got some blood on his face. He's, Janet's like, what the hell happened to you? He's like, I got into an accident. 
Uh, he's like, can I talk to you in the back? So we cut to the back of the burger joint here. Jim explains what happened. Then he went to PRI and now all this strange shit's going on. Uh, she tells Jim probably needs to go to the hospital. He's like, nah, fuck that. I got no insurance, girl. And this is the point of the movie where you know you're not invested because he's been a piece of shit the whole movie. And this is that point where you're supposed to sort of feel for him. And you just, there's no, there's no chemistry. And he's not really delivering in the, like, you know, I was in a wreck, blah, blah, blah. Like, you just, you're, you're just like, fuck, this sucks. Like, you suck. Like, it's really solidified here. Did you guys also notice the back room of this burger place has a cardboard wall? Every that was thing weird. has a cardboard wall. For I'm pretty right sure that's the same room that they shot the ending, like half the movie in. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't have it. Let's put a cardboard wall up. All right, uh, Debbie comes in. She's another girl that works here. They're very rude to Debbie. Fuck Debbie. Uh, but Janet does go back out and help. <laughs> <laughs> fuck seriously, fuck Debbie. Like I, Jim's a piece of shit. But if your boyfriend, like your friend's boyfriend, came in and was bleeding. But the whole cheer squad's there. <laughs> okay. They shouldn't be eating anything anyway. Salad. Yeah. But they all ordered. They ordered <laughs> burgers. That's true. They did all. Yeah, order. that's fuck. That's fu- they shouldn't be. You no. You're all. All you bitches are split in a basket of fries. Dude, this is this is two ninety nine. We got homecoming That's a deal. coming up. This is a yeah. lower Canada Midwest body type. <laughs> Those chicks are and getting a couple right. of burgers each. It is cold, yeah. They probably need to put on some LBs. If you don't deliver, like big sodium will remember. <laughs> but Dan, you're right. It was like a steak, a burger and what fries for like two ninety nine. It's a good deal, I thought. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. All right, so Janet goes back out. Uh, she leaves. She leaves Jim back there. Uh, this motherfucker starts hallucinating again. He starts seeing blood running through all the soda refills on there. Uh, we got a cop. He pulls up to the burger joint. He goes inside. He asks Janet if he's seen Jim. Uh, we cut back to Jim. There's more blood just pouring on the floor. Uh, Jim tries to escape the room because he starts freaking out. The door's locked, of course. The brain's favorite move. Um, tentacles are coming out from all the boxes that are everywhere. Uh, the cop's wondering what the noises are. Janet's or Willie's like, oh, we got a new stock guy. Uh, Janet goes back to check. We got Jim just looking like Muhammad Ali. Just fucking swinging at the air. This dude's wigging out. He gets out of the door. He destroys the whole fucking counter here, just trying to swing at some shit. Uh, we got some tentacles and some lemonade there. Uh, we cut to another car that shows up. This is our uh, intense-looking aide again. He goes into the burger joint and immediately just shoves a shot into Jim's arm. Uh and just picks uh, fucking Jim up and says he needs more treatment. Janet's freaking out. She's like, you can't do that. He's like, yeah, huh? His parents signed a fucking form right here. Pulls it out of his pocket. Dude's prepared. And uh, he takes Jim, puts him in the car. And uh, we're going to take a fucking pee break. 
Jim, he's passed out in an all-white room here at PRI. He wakes up. Um, all of a sudden, he's got some cutting that's happening on his door of the room that he's locked in. And it's just a knife that comes through the comes through there. Uh, it's the crazy guy from the beginning whenever he went to the PRI. He uh, tells Jim that to sneak out and that he'll stay in the room and they'll think he's Jim. So, of course, Jim leaves. Uh, we cut to Willie and Janet. Uh, they're driving around in a truck here. Which they... was so stupid. Like, I know the guy is crazy, but it was... It, the the transaction between those two is like, that's the best fucking idea I've heard all all movie. And like he just ran out. I don't think Jim had a lot of other options, though, so it's got to be the well, best plan he heard so far. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess, but the uh, dude has uh, the highest, apparently has a high IQ, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there there is a cool element of having this crazy guy be right from the get-go. That is a cool thing, but it the only payoff is he comes in later. It's like you unlocked him in a video game. You talked to him earlier in the video game, and if so, on this playthrough, he'll come in and let you out of the room. Like, that's the secret. <laughs> All right. I get it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sweet. You got the room visit. You're going to have the good ending. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> this is brain scan. I fucking wish. Yeah. <laughs> if only, dude. Brain scan better in this movie. Guys, do I have to worry about some point fives we'll tonight? We'll talk about it. I could use a little, uh, what was that bad guy's name from brain scan? <laughs> the trickster. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Man. Throw him into the mix here. <laughs> now you got a movie. Was, yeah. Primus on these uh, radios. Mm-hmm. Shit, yeah. All right, Janet and Willie, they pull up to PRI here. They uh, park, (laughs) not a parking spot, just right in the middle of the fucking road. No Debbie. uh, No Debbie anywhere. Yeah. She she had to Selfish bitch. She had to stay back and flip those burgers for the cheer squad, dude. Well, maybe you're right. Yeah, maybe she's covering for the two. Okay. Debbie's working. I'll be less hard on Debbie. She's working a triple. been here 22 hours <laughs> this is bullshit so Willie gets out of the car he has some goddamn bolt cutters with him and they roll over to uh, a little small door on the side of the building that says boiler room and uh, he Willie attempts to cut the lock here oh Freddy Krueger's down there wait yeah. there fuck some shit up dude <laughs> so he struggles but then he gets it cut finally and they sneak into the uh, boiler room uh, we got Jim he's sneaking around here he opens the door he sees the brain uh, The Dr. Blake's talking talking about the increase in size of the audience uh, soon it will be th- the brain will be thinking for all these morons out here so from this point, we pretty much know that the brain is controlling the TV audience whenever they go on air. And he needs more minds. 
Uh, all of a sudden, the brain turns and looks at Jim. He runs. Uh, we got the aide here. They're chasing him and the guard at the beginning are chasing Jim through PRI, which will continue for the rest of this movie. Uh, they just shoot at him. Um, which is like, <laughs> just, just went from zero to 60 super quick. <laughs> it's yeah. like this patient's escaping. Uh, fuck, uh, yeah, I could just shoot his ass. Like, that's the solution here. <laughs> Nobody seems to mind. I don't. I don't mm. think. Yeah. They're just like, well, whatever. And also, the way that that uh, intense nurse runs is very comical. <laughs> he gets a, he gets stuck chasing this dude like four times. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, pretty the, the the physicality on that hillside. I felt a little bad for him. A lot of stairs in this film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim runs. He enters the boiler room naturally. The aide and the guard, they finally catch up. They go into the boiler room as well. Jim's running around. Uh, they're looking for Jim. Of course, he's trying to escape. We cut to Jan and Willie. They're in there also looking for Jim. They pretty much say we're never going to find him. Lo and behold, Jim just pops up right behind him. Uh, they say we got to get out of here. They run. Uh, Willie turns a corner. The brain pops out with a jump scare here and just wraps his tongue around Willie's neck and just fucking eats the guy. Uh, yeah. Grizzly. In the boiler room. That's where it should be done, I think. Yeah. Is this thing on a cart? Probably. Is that how they're wheeling it around, I guess? Seems like. I would like to see the behind the scenes of that big ass brain on a little metal shop cart. The three-hour documentary. Mm-hmm. No, you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest here. No, I want to see the picture. I don't want to see the three-hour documentary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you want the cliff notes. Or maybe it's a Heart of Darkness thing, where it's better than Apocalypse Now. I it's do not, believe it's the, not true. the cliff notes for the behind-the-scenes of this movie would just be one still image. <laughs> That's all you would need to know. Guys, I'm starting to think I struck the only out. Thing, only thing Big Sodium let through. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. All right, Jim goes back to find Willie. He witnesses that the, the brain is eating Willie. Turns back around with Janet there. They escape to where Willie and Janet came in through. They get into the truck. There's some shit going on with no keys did he hotwire it i is that what i i kind of got from that or did they no, find the fucking keys s- of the car they found a spare oh did they of yeah, course the, or a hide a key or something he's so fucking smart why didn't he hotwire it it'd right, still so, probably take longer than finding the spare key <laughs> and the creepy nurse was like you know yeah intense like, aid was pretty hot on his tail uh, he shoots at him again, the intense aide, as they drive off. Uh, we get a cop that shows up out of nowhere. Uh, the quickest car chase I've ever seen in my life. He cuts him off. Jim tells Janet that they can't trust the police. Uh, Jim and Janet, they get out of the car. The police handcuffs Jim first. They say crazy shit's going on uh, at PRI. 
they say that Willie just got killed. The cop arrests both of them. Uh, we got the aide. He pulls up. He starts to talk to the cop. Wait, uh, I love the part where the cop is putting handcuffs on both of these kids, and he's holding his gun the entire time, like yeah. pointing it right at their faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing. Canadian cops don't mess around, dude. Uh, he talks to the cop. Uh, he ends up getting out an axe and just uh, chopping this cop's head off. It's pretty intense. It's man. so fucking out of place. <laughs> it's so out of place. Like it's trying to be funny, I think, and it's it doesn't work. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to be funny. I think it's. You don't think they're trying? You can't. You can't not have gore and blood gushing everywhere. I mean, like it bo- it pops off like a ball. You know what I mean? Like there's no blood splatter or anything. Like that to me is, and then it's solidified later with the principal how the principal gets it. Like they think they're being funny. This movie's such a piece of shit. <laughs> you gotta keep that secret. <laughs> so. Intense aide here, he realizes that Janet and Jim are in the car. In the cop car, he comes up to it, smashes the window. Uh, For some reason, they can get out of the other side of the car. Jim hits the aide. They run into the woods. More cops show up. The aide's like, hey, he killed the cop. Uh, Come and help me. Yeah, if the big guy in an orderly uniform and he's holding the axe telling you that someone else chopped the head off... (laughs) Maybe ask one follow-up question. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we cut to Jim and Janet. They're handcuffed in the woods. They go up to just some random-ass house. Uh, we cut back to PRI here. The brain is growing bigger. Uh, we cut back to Blake. He's on TV again. He's explaining that Jim has killed and are killed some people here and he wants him to turn himself in. We cut back to Jim and Janet. They're looking into a house window where a lady is watching independent thinking. Um, let's see. We cut back to uh, Blake. He's on TV. He's using more brainwashing techniques. He's telling the wives that they need to get their husbands to watch the show. Uh, we cut back to uh, some cops in the neighborhood that Jim and Janet are in. They're asking questions. Uh, they go up next to the side of this house where a guy is just randomly cutting wood on a platform. I'm not really sure. It's the foundation uh, of an, his neighbor's house. Yeah. It's oh, I think just it was just a floating deck. An odd place to cut wood. It's what I want to put in my backyard. Oh. Mm-hmm. To cut wood? Uh, to be cut in half. Oh, okay. Ceremoniously. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have a ceremony to cut the wood. In yeah, half? you guys are all invited. No, for for him to be cut in half. Yeah, like I'm this I'm, guy. Yeah, it's it's my time. It's your time to go. It's I'm done, buddy. <laughs> well, let me Call tell it. let me tell you, it's gonna be a lot nicer than dying in the dirt like a like a jackass would. He says he's riding off into the sunset, guys. Mm. He said that at the beginning. Yep. Uh, turns out this is Principal Woods, guys. It's his house. Uh, his wife comes out. She asks him if she wants to wa- if he wants to watch Doctor Blake. 
<laughs> doesn't Jim no. doesn't Jim say like Mr. Woods that asshole or something? <laughs> this like, fucking does, guy. Yeah, like. <laughs> Dan, I, I I think you just said it, but I do like that the wife comes out and she's like, "Come watch this show with me." And he just goes, "No, nope. no, yeah." Starts swigging a beer. <laughs> this is the definite down the barrel like framing of the people that's really uncomfortable. Listen here, bitch. I got glued to my fucking seat today, and all I want to be out here on my little platform and just cutting wood and drinking a goddamn beer. I don't want to watch your stupid soap opera shit. Well, that pisses her off, guys. And she cuts Mr. Wood in half with a chainsaw. Guys, I'm guilty. This is the second film I've made you watch where somebody's got cut in half with a chainsaw. And the second movie I've watched where a head has come off with with an axe. So, there you go. Mark me down. Quit playing the hits, Dan. You gotta do it. Uh, So, like I said, uh, she starts screaming, Mrs. Woods does, that Jim has killed Mr. Woods. I guess that's everybody's go-to. We get some shots of the brain. He's, like, freaking out. and we just got some back-and-forth shots. We cut back to, uh, we got a night night shot of the woods here jim and janet they get into the high school jim magically just has a fucking key to the high school Um, he says something doesn't he he says like i had to broke in or something because she calls him out on it i give i didn't give too much of a shit to at this point yeah i just assumed the crazy guy gave it to him (laughs) here you'll need this Right. I was I was gonna say it's a Canadian school. They might not even lock it up, you know. They're so sure. nice up there. Mm-hmm. Crime's not, you know, really rampant. You should just be able to come in here and learn, eh? <laughs> Drink maple syrup all day. Mm-hmm. Just come on in, eh? Uh, we cut to Jim and Janet. They are uh, walking through the school. Janet suggests that maybe the, her dad could help. He's like, Jim says, no. Listen. Um, the TV show is brainwashing everybody in this town, so he watches Dr. Blake, so he's not going to help us. He tells Janet he's going to the uh, metal shop to get something to get the handcuffs off of him because they're still handcuffed. In the meantime, Janet finds a payphone. She calls her dad. He freaks out about Jim. Uh, Jim brings another pair of bolt cutters, and he has no problem cutting these uh, handcuffs off. Uh, they get a plan together. They go, they want to go back to PRI. Uh, they have a little bit of sexy time. Uh, I'm not sure if that's real or not, because, uh, the brain kind of taps in to see what they're doing. And all of a sudden the classroom skeleton starts to move around, which is a scene that I wanted to see more of, but they didn't do. Yeah. They should have had that skeleton dancing around, dude. So like this, this whole scene just confused the shit out of me. And after after this scene, like just everything after this movie didn't fucking matter. It didn't. It didn't. You well, were, I mean, you were with uh, it to this point. Well, okay. <laughs> wow. Semi invested. I think you did better than all three of us. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I would have loved the artistic, like, if the skeleton started, like, dry humping. 
You know what I mean? Like it, or it did the fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a weird science type thing. Yeah. Hold up a, or hold, no, just hold up a sign. You, do you have a boner? <laughs> yeah, you know, like it. Because we don't want to see the teenagers boning, but if they did something artistic to show that the the skeleton was indicating, like, hey, they're boning right now, Mister Brain. So apparently that was yeah, the that, dream. That would have saved this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just confused the shit out of me. And I was just like, I'm, everything after this point is just a bunch, bunch of just bullshit. <laughs> Steve, welcome to Five Day Rentals. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, apparently that was all a dream, I guess. I don't, I'm not sure. But we do get to the next morning here, and a cop pulls up to the school. Uh, Janet's gone. Jim tries to find her. She's in the library watching TV. Mr. Blake on TV. Uh, Jim says, quit doing that. It hypnotized you. Uh, it already has, guys. She's, she's drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, uh, sorry, I just couldn't resist watching independent thinking on the school TV. <laughs> After she said that there's crazy shit that goes on up there, Becky was under his treatment as well. So she should have believed Jim in the first place. All right, so she hits the fire alarm. She calls Jim a murderer. Jim runs off. He goes in. Uh, the cop comes in. He starts shooting at him. In the school. Yeah. So, and, so that whole thing with Becky, that's where I think you set her up for failure. Like, being between those. It should have been, like, a different girl that wasn't boning Jim. You know, that was doing the, like, kind of leading you through all of the other stuff. Like, she was the one, she's the person that knows all the information prior to the movie. And then Jim is your catalyst through the you know for the portion of the movie trying to figure everything out there should have been somebody else talking about all the other shit that blake had done to kind of help build you up and then you lose the girlfriend sooner i think like her knowing about the becky thing it doesn't work yeah especially with what they chose to do with her here yeah and then it's just fine like i I, yeah i don't i i yeah I, i get what you're saying there all right, so, yeah, the cop shoots at him. Jim escapes. He's running through the school. This, the last half of this movie, this motherfucker's just running through buildings, gentlemen. He goes into uh, the school shop there and gets into a car, and, of course, it has trouble starting. Um, he escapes in this car. Somebody's getting a bad grade. Well, yeah, somebody... Well, you I'd know, come back on Monday, and I'd say... Uh, Mr. Dix, I was here and I tried to steal this car and it wouldn't start on me. So whoever is working on this car, right? Yeah. Go get it. Go get it at the quarry because it's a fucking pancake. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he does go to the school shop and get in. He finally gets it started and gets out and the cops chase him in this car naturally. And gentlemen... I take very 
much pride in the fact that I brought you the world's greatest boat chase in Amsterdam. But I will have to apologize to you right now for bringing you the world's boringest fucking police chase ever that I've ever seen in my whole fucking life. Worse than nothing but trouble? I would take nothing but trouble over this. Cron, mm-hmm. please weigh uh, in. I guess if we're just isolating the car chase, I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> A victory for Dan, finally. If we're... Is that you or Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> what did you say? I was, I was born in 1943. <laughs> All right, guys. So I I apologize. This is a very long, very stupid, very pointless. I sound like Donald Trump there. Um, What the fuck, bro? (laughs) Police chase. And it just ends with him stopping and pushing the car off of a cliff and hiding in the most seen spot you could actually be to where the two cops show up and don't fucking see him. I will say this. This shit looks cold as hell. <laughs> yep. You, you know when you watch a movie or you, like, you see a picture and you're like, oh, I can just tell that that's fucking cold? That whole scene with him running around, I felt, especially later on when he's running around the street at night, I was like, that looks fucking freezing. I, I like hope he's that, got some long johns on underneath that shit. Yep. I had just like that... January Midwest shitty winter crisp yeah yeah (laughs) that's brisk baby all right we cut to uh, the nighttime with Jim he's overlooking the city there of Toronto I guess it's supposed to be PRI down there I guess uh we cut to uh yeah, the scene where he's downtown here. Is that his parents that he sees? Or was I just... Was that Miss Me? At the car uh, dealership? Yeah, that's what I thought it was too, but I wasn't sure after I'd seen that scene. I, I wrote down so. car dealership. I think it's just everyone's recognizing him from the okay. Independent Thinkers broadcast. Because I thought it was his parents for a second there. I was like, is that his mom? No, because later we see how he reacts to his mom. Yeah. Put All on right. some sunglasses and walk right up. So, yeah, he starts walking through the streets and everybody's recognizing him from the TV as the psycho. They, they don't fucking do anything. But, but there he is, right? Uh, he joins a, a line there of tons well, of there's, people. Well, there's a voiceover. Like, he walks by two older guys and one of the guys says, hey, that looks like the kid that just died today. I thought he said there's that psycho from the TV or some shit. It might. Maybe I thought he been, said something of like, yeah, might, like, it looks like the kid that died on the news or something. It might have been the first. Because at this point, that's where I'm thinking like, oh, shit, it actually worked. All right. So he follows a, a line of people there that are heading into PRI, I guess, for the live taping of uh, of independent thinkers. Uh Random mass, just newspaper stand right in the middle of nowhere. Didn't don't know why we needed that. So he reads about himself in the newspaper. Um, he follows the crowd into PRI. 
we cut to uh, Blake here. He says 20, 10 to 20 million people are going to watch the show tonight. Uh, and the brain pretty much needs to do his thing and uh, hypnotize them, brainwash them. I think that uh, that newsstand is there for the thousands and thousands of people that work at PRI every day so they can grab a paper on the way in. Now, granted, it's probably like a company newspaper, so page one is always like sodium breakthrough. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, their own manifesto. PRI voted best place. Best manifesto. All right. He pretty much tells uh, Blake here. The brain tells Blake and uh, intense looking aide there that uh, Jim is in the building and that he thinks he can kill us. Uh, we cut back to Jim. He's going through the boiler room again where the where Janet and Willie came in. We cut to, uh, we cut back to the brain. He wants action, not words. So he wants Jim killed. Uh, he tells the aide to get Jim. Uh, we cut to Jim in the boiler room. Uh, we get some flashes of the brain killing Willie again. Uh, we get our naked chick back, our naked nurse, uh, so we can see that Jim is hallucinating again. She says, surrender to the brain. He will destroy you. You can't control your own mind. Watch me, Jim says. Uh, I'll, I'll pretty much come through this. And she disappears. Uh, we cut to Jim. He's looking at the people uh, that are all around in this little gathering here. He sees his mom, so he puts on some sunglasses and walks through the door. It's a real phantom approach to a disguise. Mm-hmm. Just cover up your eyes and see what happens, I guess. She immediately knows that it's Jim. Um, his mom pretty much sells him out here and to the crowd. And it's like, yo, my kid's fucking the psychopathic killer here. Uh, another chase occurs because the aide and the guard they find out that Jim's over there Jim runs down some stairs we hear Janet screaming Uh, we pan over she's in a freezer with a whole bunch of dead bodies Jim gets a red axe and uh, he starts breaking the door down what were all the dead bodies I don't they just just had to add something Steve it's very strange the brain ate him, I guess, yeah. maybe. Maybe when the ate brain him. wasn't so big, he couldn't eat a whole person. <laughs> and he doesn't like leftovers. I'm sorry, why did I ask? I don't... Yeah, we're we're going to fill in the gaps for you, buddy. So the guards catch up here as Jim's trying to break through this door to get <clears throat> Janet. They shoot at him again. Jim ducks into another room, then goes upstairs... Um, we cut to Blake. He's addressing his nationwide audience in this broadcast and informs them that they're about to go worldwide. Um, more stairs. Yeah. Via satellite. 1988. Look at that. Um, I like that. It's still a truck outside too. It's still a satellite truck. They're kicking off of. I mean, I They, they wouldn't have put a legit satellite up on the top. I didn't like count have. how many times we got a shot of that that RCA fucking 17 satellite. times, 17, 18 times. 
almost as many times as it cuts to the same shot of the brain. <laughs> yeah, there, let's do the sound. <laughs> so Jim's parents are in the audience. Jim finds his way into the studio. Blake's talking about Jim at that time, tells the audience that he's in Well, the yeah, building. there's white lines that take you everywhere you need to go in yeah, PRI. Just follow them. Yeah. Just don't hit just the follow Christmas the lines, tree. buddy. Zone out and follow the white line. Uh, Jim appears. Blake sees him. He says, uh, so you come for help? Jim kind of walks up to him, just punches his fucking goddamn head off, and exposes that Blake is, in fact, an alien. Uh, I, does any? I am gonna say the national audience is gonna be pretty bummed out because episode one is a banger, dude. Like they're coming out thinking they're getting some boring ass independent thinker show. A dude gets his head punched off. He turns into an alien. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be hard to top that. It's like does lost. It... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does anybody recognize Dr. Blake from any other film? You independent thinkers. Uh, reanimator? Yes. You. He's also gets his head knocked off in there. Independent thinkers. Hey, the guy got typecast. I mean, what are you going to do? But yes, he is in 1980s. Tonight I'd like to talk about reanimator. Keeping a good head on your shoulders, independent thinkers. All right, knocks his head off, exposes that he's an alien. The audience is kind of shocked here. The brain is pissed. Uh, he starts hardcore brainwashing at this point. How do you know? How do you know the brain's mad? <laughs> he sends a text? Through his, his computer, sound, yeah. His tone, his tone changes. His growth. I think we actually... Do we actually get the, like, like sound effect? Like... I think we do. That's probably why I wrote down he starts hardcore brainwashing at this point. Hardcore brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I've been holding back, but now... <laughs> I've grown. I'm powerful. I can do this. Super Saiyan brain now. All right, Jim explains the truth, that he's innocent. He explains that something is going on here. He explains this three fucking times to this audience. Like, okay, dude, we heard you. Uh, Of course, the aide, the intense-looking aide and the guard catch up. Another fucking chase occurs. Jim runs through PRI another time. time It's in the same stairwell, right? Every time. Yeah. It's like up one time and then down the next. So we we have what five sets in this movie? Maybe, maybe four. A Plus boi- a boiler room, a stairwell. You just throw up a cardboard wall and you can be anywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Th- this is the type of movie that makes me upset that I don't get to make movies. <laughs> this is gonna score real well. I think oh, yeah. I'm. I think I got a home run here. Um, (laughs) Jim runs down. He gets Janet out. The aides catch up again. Uh, He gets Janet free. Jim and Janet get out. Uh, They open up a bay door. Uh, We get a jump scare here from the brain. He bursts through. They run in to the aide. 
the brains on the other side, they kind of got them cornered. We got a cardboard walls here. The brain chases them through this place. He corners them, gets Janet with his tongue around her neck. Jim starts beating off the brain. Uh, that's my actual notes. I was going to have fun with that. But he starts beating him in the face with something that he grabs from one of the shelves. Guys, did anybody notice that the word sodium was written all over PRM? Conservatively, PRM. 25 signs. Yep. Yeah, dude. You get into that boiler room and it's like, sodium purifies water. <laughs> I felt like an idiot that I didn't see this coming after I was like, sodium oh, is life. Fuck. So he starts beating the brain in the face here, which then he realizes it's sodium. What he put in the toilet at the beginning of the film with water. So he just shoves it in the brain's mouth and voila, the brain blows up, guys. Uh, we cut to Jim. He's at his parents' house. Big <laughs> <He's>, brain o'clock. <laughs> he's got a letter from Princeton. They want him. I don't know why. Um, car horn Dude, honks. There, there was a gas leak on the set the day they <laughs> shot this scene. Holy fuck. <laughs> It was pretty bad. God damn. So <laughs> Janet honks her horn. Jim comes running out. They get in the car. They drive off. Uh, of course, we get a brain. The same fucking shot we got all film that comes through. And, the triangle uh, zoom shot. Triangle zoom shot. Yeah, there you go, Steve-O. And it's the final scare. <laughs> then we get the the best part of this movie that comes up that says, Warning, do not combine sodium with water. They are dangerous together. And, and that's it. That's the end of 1988's The Brain, directed by Edward Hunt. <laughs> Gentlemen, um... But not a single warning, do not cut your spouse with a chainsaw. <laughs> warning, do not hit a cop with an axe. You know, this hate, like singling out sodium, it's such bullshit, man. Kron, you're on uh, Big Sodium's board there. What do, you, what do you think? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the problem with this movie is they probably had to break every eight minutes so they could take more of their sodium tablets and... <laughs> It just probably messed up a lot of the consistency of the film, you know? Oh, God damn it. Um, I don't feel well. Take more sodium. Well, did you eat your sodium toast this morning? It's mm -hmm. so dry up here. <laughs> uh, so do, we, do we want some more research on the film? There's not much. I want to know where that building's at. It's Toronto. Shot, shot in Canada. Filmed in and around the Toronto, Canada area. Okay. Um, upon further research, gentlemen, this film reuses the same music from The Warriors from 1979. Not sure which one that is, but... I didn't uh, hear it. I didn't have much to go. David Gell also loses his head in Reanimator. That is Dr. Blake. Um, Reanimator Re was in 1985. <laughs> watch, watch that one instead. 
Um, released November 4th, 1988. I think this came after Twice Dead for, uh, for our main actor here. And that's all I got, guys, for uh, the brain, I figured. I don't think you need to go that in-depth, buddy. Um, I did find something. <clears throat> wow. Whoa. So, Brain Damage came out in 1988 as well. Um, so, it was... 1988 was the year of the, the brain horror movies. You think there was a, a drive-in double feature of the brain and brain damage? You could hope, man. I remember watching Brain Damage. Mm-hmm. Brain Damage is Peter Jackson, correct? Uh, no, I think Frank 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 Hennenwater. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How you, how Are you thinking you of shit Dead Alive? I'm thinking of Dead Alive. It's the same guy who did uh like Basket Case and Frankenhooker. Yeah. That's right. Who did brain damage? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Goddamn fucking Frankenhooker. <laughs> Frankenhooker is what I should have chose. Uh, God damn it, gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen of Five Days Rentals, I'm sorry that you had to sit through the brain from 1988. Uh, that was the brain. If you want to watch it, it's streaming on Amazon Prime right now. <laughs> yeah, don't pay for it. Don't do not pay for this. Um, yeah, because you'll just be putting money in the pocket of big sodium if you do. Gentlemen, do we want to move into final thoughts on uh, the brain here? Were there any golden moments for anybody? When they sent that um, that shop class car over the over the, into the canyon or quarry or whatever it was, that that they want the budget. In my opinion, like that, jump the that shark. You think that, that car's it. still there? Yeah. I, w- I always wonder that when they throw cars off cliffs. Like, I hope so. Like it, the bigger the budget, the odds are they did go get the car. But I, I watched this movie twice. Did it explode? I don't think no. it did. It no. just lands with yeah. a thud. Dude. Yeah, and it sort of sets the tone for the movie. Like, well, it sets the tone. It's three quarters of the way in. It goes over right. a cliff, and no, you don't get an explosion. Yeah, Phantom, Phantom gives you a fucking yeah trunk crash explosion ten minutes in. And in the Phantom, that truck hits water and still explodes. Like Cron like pointed out, hits water and still explodes. All right, do we want to move into? That's a discussion they had on set, right? Like they were gonna drop that car, and somebody went, "Are we rigging it? Or are they blowing it?" And Mike Hunt goes, "Well, no." A car wouldn't explode in real life, like if it fell. And then somebody in the back is like, well, in real life, a brain wouldn't have eyes and teeth, right? It's not the point, Yeah, John. Get off the set. (laughs) Plus, they had already wasted their uh, explosions budget whenever uh, that guy rolls his truck over. He rolls his car over. I thought it was the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah, that one, too. Mm, it blew up two toilets instead of the one they had budgeted. <laughs> and then the brain exploded. There's all kinds of fireworks and stuff going off. I will wait to take a shit if there's another person in the bathroom, let alone throw sodium in the toilet. 
That's how you get that dude out of there faster, though. I won't watch a YouTube video <laughs> taking a shit if there's somebody else in there. Steve, you got a lot to catch up on. I, I do. All right, Ma- guys. Maniac Cop 2. I know where that came from. Mm-hmm. That was The Brain from 1988. Like I said, it's on Amazon if you guys want to watch it. Um but we did the work for you, or I did the work for you. Um, do we want to move on to America's favorite game, Rate My Letterboxd? Sure. All right, let's do it. Um, gentlemen, I'm going to have you two go first, and so Steve-O can kind of get the the gist of this. So, uh, Bones, I'm going to say a 1.5. Dan, I'm going to say a two. Steve, I'm going to guess a two. Bonesy? Uh, Cron, giving you a one. Dan, 1.5. Steve, 1.5. Steve-O, this is my movie. I go last, so you are next to guess mine, Kron's, and Bones's rating right. for this film. <clears throat> I was just going to give everybody a 1.5. You're allowed to do that. Gentlemen, I am going to follow the same route that Steve did, but I'm going to do a 1.0. Right. Uh, I gave this movie a 1.5. It's it's not a good movie at all. Uh, it's kind of just a a wet turd of a film. But at the same at the same time, uh, it didn't it didn't make me so mad as uh, like nothing but trouble or Texas Chainsaw. It didn't reach that level of annoyingness so uh 1.5 i uh i had to shut this movie off (laughs) what 40 minutes in on the first viewing and i went to bed and sam was like i thought you were watching i said i'm done i can't I, i was like i so i had to come back the next day and it wasn't as bad but when I sat down for the second viewing, I it didn't take very long. I knew where this ended up. I this isn't as uh, nihilistic as one particular movie, so I had I had to like take that into account. So I couldn't couldn't put it at that level. So I am a one. I think this movie just drops the ball throughout, but. Like I've said in the past, at least they made a fucking movie. It has a beginning and a middle and an end, and they they put work into it. But yeah, this is this is a one. So yeah, this movie sucked. I watched it over my lunch break at work, and uh, this biggest pile of shit I've seen in a long time. 
Uh, so I, I give it a 1.5. <clears throat> it's not great. Uh, gentlemen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I read a few reviews that had this at a higher rating than what I'm going to give it. Um, but Probably a bunch of Canucks. In the end... <laughs> uh, Probably some sodium plants writing reviews out there. <laughs> yeah, confused on many levels. I'm never going to watch this movie again. Um, I'm giving it a one, guys. It's my own movie, and I'm giving it a one. I mean, it just, yeah. I paused it, and it had like... 48 minutes and I was like oh fuck <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it was it was bad guys I'm sorry I'm sorry for that one I'll take the hit <laughs> starting on a, on a high note with this podcast with me yeah like, <laughs> alright gotta bring you back on a much better one <laughs> Guys, the brain would have an average score from the four of us of 1.25. It would rank as number 39 out of 41 films on our list. There's worse? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, This would be right below Army of the Dead at 38 and right above Nothing But Trouble at number 40. Which is also my pick. Uh, letterboxed user rating for this film right now is a 2.8. How? How's that? How? I, th- I think some people are probably seeing the humor in it, but it just fucking falls flat. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like not a, even like bad funny. That, yeah. Okay. Uh, rate my letterboxed. Uh, our guest scores, however we want to call that. Dan and I both got two points. Kron, you finished with one. And Steve, as our guest, you still uh, you got two points. Hey. Nice job. Hi, yeah, Dan, my, uh, my logic on you is like, he's going to give it like just a hair below nothing but trouble like i couldn't in my mind get you down to the one i was like he's still gonna and not even like oh it's his pick i thought he's gonna still like some of it and throughout the show like your comments i was like is he a two is he a two but bond came out to rent for twenty dollars this week and last night I rewatched The Brain, and I was like, "Why the fuck am I doing this? I should be watching Bond right now." Mm-hmm. That's usually the answer. Ah, yeah, guys. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I feel like shit. I really do. It's okay, man. I just don't. I don't like. Sometimes making, I feel like I got two bad picks in a row here with Stage Fright Aquarius and. In the brain here, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm on a shit road right now. Don't. Well, that, I think Stage Fright did pretty well, didn't it? That's like mid level, yeah. 
that pendulum's going to swing the other way, Dan. Don't worry about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. You're on the. You're going to find another obscure Dutch movie. Mm-hmm. We're all going to get boners for. Yeah. Or some '80s fucking extreme sports flick that Bones has never seen, and then cut to a year <laughs> later, he's going to the movies to watch the 40th anniversary of it. Who knows? I hope that happens. Make so. I just felt like I let my dudes down this week. Nah. I watched this movie and I was like, everybody is hating this just as much as I am. <laughs> well, I only hated it for 40 minutes and then I went to bed. <laughs> I think I paused and I still had 40 minutes. And yep. I was like, I already have like five pages of notes. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> Well, Steve, how was your how was your your our your first guest, man? What? How was it? It was good. It was wish fun. It, wish it was a better movie. Yeah, um, it's all right. I mean, I've watched worse movies than this. Um, Have you ever seen cr- Nothing But Trouble? Uh, which one? What is that? Dan Aykroyd's movie where Chevy Chase goes to a, I don't know, some weird mansion and they try to kill him and there's like two giant babies that come around and try to kill him. Dan Aykroyd's got a dick nose. Is it like like a junkyard or something? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Mm -hmm. This movie's terrible. (laughs) <laughs> but Kron, you and I have watched movies worse than that. Probably. Redneck zombies. I remember we watched one. I, th- I think it was called S- Scarecrows, and it was so dark that you couldn't see any of it. Yeah, I watched, exactly. I watched Fuck, that I one think with I was guys. there with Scarecrows too. Yeah, uh, yeah, I watched that one yeah. too. That one was lit literally by one flashlight the entire film. <laughs> They're in that like trailer and shit. At least you could see this movie, so that's yes, something. And that's yes. Ladies and gentlemen, from 1988, directed by Mr. Ed Hunt, coming in. At number 39 on our big board is The Brain, streaming Amazon Prime right now. Tagline, Mind Over Matter. Um, did not fare well here on the 5 Day Reynolds podcast. We did the work for you. Don't watch it. Um, thank you for all the support. Uh and we'll see you guys next week. As always, crash and burn. Stick around for the after show where Mr. Cron Howard will be telling you what's next in line for Brainwashed. You. <laughs> crash and burn. Crash and burn. Am I supposed to say it? No, say you're, it. Good. you're good. <laughs> Crash and burn. Oh, fuck. What is
does it take to make a good podcast? It takes desire and peace and incense. It also takes a listener willing to subscribe and follow, like, participate, and focus. Five Day Rentals, it's out there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Five Day Rentals podcast uh, after shower show. Hopefully everybody got in, uh, got cleaned, got their suits on, got set down. It's probably a little sweaty. Probably not as sweaty as, you know, it's November. You know, the wool probably isn't as bad. Um... I'm going to pass the throne on to my good buddy, Cron Howard here. He's going to reveal the second pick here for our category of brainwashed. I failed. I'm sorry. Once again, uh, hopefully Cron can do better. And, um, you know, he loves to, to go down the line to where he's top of the list. So wow. wonder what he's going to pull out of his ass tonight. Cron Howard, the uh, throne is yours. You know, guys, when I was looking at brainwashed movies, uh, I found a few that I thought might work, but under Dan's strict criteria, they got ruled out. So had to go back to the drawing board. Didn't know quite what I was going to do. Ended up probably watching, I would say, one of the biggest movies in this genre, which I won't say, but I did log it on Letterboxd, just in case Dan picks it, or Bones picks it. Uh, but I was at a point where I was like, I just don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. When I started thinking about some movies I had seen, and I thought, you know what? I think I got the perfect movie for this category. Dan constantly yeah. accused me of stacking the deck. Am I, I doing, did. am I doing that with this pick? Maybe. Yes. But guys, we're going to be watching a Stone Cold Classic also from the year 1988, made by a little director named John Fasimo. We're going to be watching Black Roses. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I knew this was coming eventually. Steve, are you coming back? Yeah, boy. <laughs> I'm coming. Guys, it meets the criteria. I hope you still both have Shudder. And Steve, if he wants to hop back in for Black Roses talk, you gotta have that shutter. Yeah, <clears throat> but streaming shutter. It's a streaming service for horror movies. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's like four or five dollars a month. It's absolutely <clears throat> worth it. But it is available there. Karan, <laughs> we uh, personally knew John. Uh, we called him one night. Did did briefly speak to John Fasano on the phone. Rest uh, in peace. Yeah, he, he has he, since passed. He is dead, but we basically Googled him, found his personal website, which only had one page that had his personal email and phone number on it. So we called him up and he answered. That's amazing. Do you remember stuff to give like insight during the uh, the episode? I don't know. I just remember we said like, "Is this John Fazado?" He said, "Yes." 
We said, did you direct? (laughs) No, that was the backstory we invented for him. No, he said. Well, he said, I think he said, like, I'm with my kids at dinner. lunch right now. I gotta go. Yeah. We asked, because Danny asked, he said, yeah, did you direct Black Roses? And he said, yeah, that's me. Like, how'd you get this number? And Danny's like, we just typed it in on Google and it came up. And he's like, oh, that's kind of weird. And he's like, but I'm with my kids right now for lunch. Can I call you guys back later tonight? <laughs> yeah, we ain't got anything else going on in our lives. We called you. <laughs> and he, he calls back. He's a stand-up guy. He's a... Uh... He's directed one of the greatest movies of all time. And we're going to watch it. Badass. Let's do it. It's your, your favorite movie where all the high schoolers are uh, conservatively 35 years old. So, <laughs> What's the main actor's name in, in this? Damien. Thor. Well, Thor is a rock and roll nightmare. Oh, okay. He's not in this one. But this is the far superior film. Rock. I I figured Black Roses was eventually coming up. I mean, I've been looking for a way to get it on here and didn't even pop into my mind for this category. So luckily I was doing some digging and I thought, yeah, you know, music can control people and brainwash them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Kron, I just dug through your letterbox mm-hmm. to see what you logged. That was a consideration. Okay. But uh, I, I feel good about this because now the movie that I picked, we're going to have such a nice, sweet separation <laughs> in terms of genre and feel. I'm still, I will hope, hopefully Dan approves it, but it, it, it f- still falls under mind manipulation, so. But man, I've been stressing over this one, so this will be nice to good to revisit one of our classics. Good because if you're not digging, you're not working. I think that's it. Yeah, get hyped for Black Roses. Yeah, boy, it's gonna make the brain look like a turd, dude. <laughs> the brain is a turd. <laughs> There's no way around it, guys. Like is that thing dirt. sitting in a warehouse somewhere? <laughs> like so. with a tarp over it? Somebody has it at their house. Mm. Puts it in their front yard for Halloween and shit. It's in a basement somewhere. <laughs> yeah, all except for one month out of the year when they drag it out I, and put it on the lawn. I couldn't find shit on that movie. I was like, <clears throat> Jesus Christ. This is terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I felt bad. Black Roses. 1988 again. It'll make everything better. Yeah. Mm hmm. Get some sweet rocking tunes. We get any boobs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. This film had boobs, but like that was the only thing. There was barely gore, there was no cussing, really. It was just like, all right, we got the boobs. Like, that's it. 
I it just couldn't make its mind up on what it wanted to be. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was an atrocity. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Offit, ladies and gentlemen. That's hard to beat. Let's call it. Karan, take us out of here. Uh, come back next week for Black Roses by John Fasno under the brainwash category. Crash and burn. Coffees and Twinkies. Crash and burn. Yeah, that was, that was, that was rough. <laughs>